This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 14th of November. In your Squiz Today, a robo-debt reckoning, Gaza's main hospital goes dark, David Cameron makes a political comeback, and NCIS comes to Sydney. This is your Squiz Today. One of the biggest maladministrations of public policy is back in the headlines, Claire. I'm referring to robo-debt. And yesterday, the Albanese government said it accepted the 56 recommendations that were made by Commissioner Catherine Holmes in her final Royal Commission report in July. Yeah, you're coming in hot with the maladministration tag, (laughs) Alice. Uh, Robo-debt, of course, was that automated debt recovery scheme that was established by the coalition when they were in government. It ran between 2015 and 2019. And just to get into a bit of the before we go into what happened yesterday. What happened was that it used to incorrectly calculate the money that was owed to Centrelink by about 443,000 welfare recipients. It used an income averaging method, which was found to be illegal. Uh, A lot of the coverage at that time was about how people were receiving letters and also automated phone calls to recover those debts. It saw many people take out loans and sell their personal personal items to make those payments. Also, it was found that several people took their own lives as a result of the stress. But in 2019, the coalition government decided to listen to all that pressure and it canned the scheme. Yeah, there certainly was a lot of pressure. Commissioner Holmes said it was an extraordinary saga of venality, incompetence and cowardice. And Claire, it also costs the government a lot of money. Yeah, and when you say the government, you mean taxpayers. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Commonwealth and victims of the scheme reached a settlement. Uh, It was a $1.8 billion settlement. That was back in 2021. I won't go through all of the 56 recommendations that that Royal Commission came to, uh, but a couple of the notable ones that the government will adopt include uh, having more face-to-face service options so that Centrelink customers can actually talk to someone, Uh, also establishing an oversight body to monitor automated decision-making within the system. Uh, As for the bureaucrats that oversaw robo-debt, there are 16 public servants who have been referred for investigation by the Royal Commission and they're going through that process at the moment. The Government Services Minister Bill Shorten has also called on the Coalition to respond to the report, given robo-debt happened on their watch. The Coalition leader, Peter Dutton, didn't do that yesterday, but he has previously apologised to victims and said that mistakes were made. The World Health Organisation has given an update on the hospital situation in Gaza, which we mentioned yesterday. 
It says it has grave concerns for the well-being of 2,300 people, including newborn babies, who are inside the Al-Shifa hospital. Yeah, reports say that ongoing power outages and also shortages in food and water mean that it isn't a functioning hospital anymore. They also talk about constant gunfight and bombings in that area. Uh, Of course, that's because Israel say that Hamas, that terrorist group, that its headquarters is located underneath the hospital building. It's something that Hamas and the hospital staff deny. The Al-Shifa hospital is the largest one in Gaza. The second largest is the Al-Quds hospital. And it says that it's also suspended its operations because of the fuel shortages. And the United Nations says that means 20 of Gaza's 36 hospitals are now no longer functioning. The former UK PM David Cameron is making a political comeback. Overnight, he was appointed Foreign Secretary by the PM Rishi Sunak, which is extraordinary for a number of reasons. It does take a bit of explaining, though, Claire, so it's time to get your political nerd hat back on. <laughs> Love the opportunity <laughs> to do that on a Tuesday morning. And look, the best way to describe it would be like Prime Minister Anthony Albanese sacking Penny Wong and appointing Kevin Rudd to the job as our foreign minister. Uh, Until yesterday, Cameron wasn't a member of the UK parliament. He resigned in 2016 after the Brexit referendum because he campaigned for the UK to remain a member of the European Union. And since then, he's become quite controversial. He was involved in lobbying the government on behalf of a collapsed finance firm called Greensill Capital. But what Prime Minister Sunak has done is a major reshuffle of his front bench. He offered Cameron that job and he made him a life peer so that he can join the unelected House of Lords to facilitate his return to politics. Yeah, so that means he's now Lord Cameron and that was approved by King Charles. And what brought this on was the sacking of Sunak's previous Home Secretary, Suella Braverman, after a series of controversial comments. She's a right-winger who said the police were too sympathetic towards pro-Palestinian protesters. So that's dominating the headlines in the UK today. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. If you've ever found yourself lost, even though you followed your GPS directions, I feel your pain. It happens to me more often than I'd like to admit. And it's happened (laughs) enough in British Columbia in Canada for a rescue group to tell people to go back to old school paper maps. They say that the paper maps and compasses are going to be more reliable in this area than Google Maps. Uh, They've issued that warning after they had to rescue a couple of hikers who followed (laughs) this non-existent trail that was shown on Google Maps. 
and it's not like they just went for a nice wander into the bush. They actually got into quite a bit of trouble. There were helicopters and also rope rescue teams that had to come in and get them. So what the crews say is go back to those paper maps and the tech giant Google has also removed the dodgy trail from the app. Um, Google Maps has been called out for similar incidents before. Earlier this year, a group called Mountaineering Scotland said that the app was actually directing visitors to a dangerous route that went up the UK's tallest mountain. It was causing them quite a few problems. Yeah, so this is a PSA to double check where you're going before you leave. And Claire, a fun fact, Google Maps was initially developed by an Aussie startup before it was sold to the tech giant in 2004. Yeah, so there you go. When I'm not getting lost, Claire, I don't mind a bit of easy TV to watch. And the big American franchise shows like NCIS continue to command huge audiences. And that's set to continue here with an Aussie spin. Alice, where I am in Sydney, you can't really move without an outdoor ad promoting (laughs) NCIS Sydney, which really makes me wonder if that's the case in Melbourne because I know how competitive (laughs) that intercity rivalry is. NCIS Sydney is the fifth series in the franchise and it's the first set outside of the United States. And according to the reviews, it's the same formula. There are agents from the Naval Criminal Investigative Service that investigate murders. In this case, uh, they're looking at whether a Navy SEAL was eaten by a shark, uh, whether a murder involved a venomous snake, and also bar fights in the rocks areas <laughs> of Sydney. So it's really putting us in a good light. And if you're wondering what the premise for the show is, the team are in Australia because of AUKUS. Yeah, nothing like a big security pack to set the scene for some good TV. (laughs) And if you're wondering if this is a big deal, NCIS is a huge show worldwide. And here's your second fun fact for the day. It was the second most streamed show in the US in 2022. So all those amazing Aussie stories are going to get out to a lot of people, Claire. (laughs) Yeah, they really are. Squiz the day. The latest episode of our special series, How Far We've Come, is dropping this afternoon. Yeah, so it's the fourth episode today. It's about NAPLAN testing in schools. Kate and I will go through what NAPLAN is, also the history of standardised testing in Australia. If that all sounds a little bit dry to you, it's actually very interesting. So I do recommend it to you. It's just really interesting to look out for what might change in the future. Yeah, keep an eye out for that one. It will be published in your Squiz Today podcast feed later on today. And thank you so much for listening this morning. We'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. 
they do leak <laughs> a, a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when a when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. Such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was you know absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is. A lot of what the treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and and other organisations. So you know there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handled handled in an appropriate appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.